0: game of so, okay. hey, you know mä- wa-
1: thrones game of
0: of of
1: of game of thrones game of welcome to chuck and anthony some sort of subtitle a prestige premiere format, occasional podcast that's recorded uh every month or two or so on the dot Lunar eclipses, we're here. We're here. Uh, I'm Anthony Carboni, sitting across the internet from Mr. Chuck Wendig, uh, noted fox stalker.
0: Yeah, fox enthusiast, we call them in the community, sir. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with that.
1: I feel like you, so if you don't follow Chuck on Twitter, there has been a a family of foxes that is around his writer's shed, just sort of living their lives. Yeah. Uh, And I'm wondering when they turn on you.
0: I don't know. Uh, I had an experience last night, actually, where I uh, may have peed a little or a lot. I was, uh, our our uh, neighbors, who are, f- let's just go with fuckheads. Okay. They were lighting off, it was like closing in on 10 o'clock, and uh, they were lighting off fireworks, because it's Thursday. I don't know. Sure. And uh, we're not even talking about just like firecrackers, like full, like the forest is lighting up like it's Baghdad. And uh, so I went outside to first find out who this was, because it could be any set of uh, idiot neighbors. You know, we live in the woods, and we have like six, seven acres, but you still see them through the trees of uh, like specters of idiots yeah. and so i was just outside just sort of like oh well let's see who this actually is and uh i had our very uh, like a million candle power spotlight flashlight and uh i was sort of shining it in their direction a little bit because we have trees it's not like i'm shining it right through their window just to see if i could see something and as i'm kind of sweeping the forest the 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 f- flashlight beam falls upon a pair of like straight up demon eyes, <laughs> like oh, yeah. uh, two orange, fiery globes. And then immediately it segued into a fox scream. And for those who do not know what foxes sound like, I do urge you right now pause this, Google what fox screams sound like, mm-hmm. because it's harrowing. It sounds like. So like the, not just a woman being murdered, but the ghost of an already murdered woman replaying the spectral theater of her her demise, and it's just like just a terrifying sound. Yeah. So the, the fox the parent was term, very mad at me.
1: Technical term is geckering.
0: Geckering, really? Geckering
1: is the is the sound for what a fox does.
0: Geckering. Well, that yeah. way we geckered yeah. the pee right out of me.
1: That's one of those things where, like, when you know it, it's kind of when you when you've heard a fox make the sound, it's it is sort of onomatopoeia, geckering, yeah, because it's just like, eh! it's like, ugh.
0: Oh, it's not good. What a nightmare! That's yeah, yeah, that's
1: straight up like a Korean horror film.
0: Yes, yeah. No, that, it was, I did. I did get a nice like chaser to the shot of terror that I did sweep the um, flashlight in another direction as I heard sounds and I saw baby foxes. Just like, don't give a shit that I'm there. So. The the mom cares.
1: But baby ba- foxes too can jump baby. and attach themselves to your throat. Like they
0: do, they can. they yeah, and they plant eggs, <laughs> they're known eggs to do down it. your trachea. Yeah.
1: Um, well I'm I'm glad you survived. But Yeah, I don't so think far so good. I don't think you're long for the world, but I'm mm-hmm. glad that you survived this long.
0: <laughs> I've got another month, maybe a month, and then they're they they're gonna get me. They're already testing the perimeter of the shed while I'm in it, so I'm
1: doomed. Um yeah. 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 You're yeah, you're gonna die, dude.
0: I'm gonna die, and they're gonna take my body and puppet it around. That may already be happening. You don't know. You could you be, just don't know.
1: You could be a bag of fifty-seven foxes right now. Yep. Yep. Uh, Chuck. Yep. Hi. We're going to talk about this Game of Thrones episode. I uh, yeah, yeah. A, a
0: lot of people are talking about it, but we we have to talk. We have to.
1: We were, you know, we've been gone for a while. Um, a little while. Various various travels and, and work things and seven this, years or eight years or so now. It Doesn't yeah. you know if your if your parents listen to this uh, podcast before before their demise? Uh, welcome, we are still alive. Mm-hmm. We cannot be we cannot be destroyed.
0: No, uh, and you, yet we you... still
1: cannot podcast.
0: No, we, we we're not we're not good at that part yet, but that's all right. Screw um, you, screw. But all as of you. a
1: podcast about story and and a podcast that kind of uh, disassembles and looks at uh, how stories work and don't work, I I feel like this is a this is a perfect opportunity for us.
0: Oh man, because there's really... it's like a big story, and now we're at this point of. Uh, something I mean, <laughs> you know how to disc- it's just this bizarre uh very for me kind of disappointing strange and there's so much packed into why maybe the things don't work as well as they work and pacing yes. and character and what you've put into it and what you've gotten out of it and uh what you bring to it as, a, as an audience member and what what they've tried to trick us and what they haven't tried to trick us there's so much so much yeah
1: there's so much and and I will say this for as much for as much garbage we were talking about. Uh, season eight, episode five, the bells. Uh, penultimate. Pen- the penultimate.
0: Ultimate, which does not mean ultimate. People. Pe-
1: people have Stop been it. people have been dusting that word off. Yeah. Uh, all, <laughs> for the last week. Yeah. But um, yeah. So so this is the uh, as you said, this is the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. This is where everything right. is coming to a head, and, and like you're saying, there's a lot of baggage that comes into endings in general. Yep, Endings. They're of, hard. Endings of franchises, for sure. Ooh, boy. Endings of television series, 100%.
0: 100%. Yeah, um, and especially a big TV show like this, which has a Literally the biggest fan base. TV show in the world. Yeah, and then a, TV, a fan base who comes over from a huge fan base of books. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not even just talking about, it's like a Harry Potter thing, right? We're not talking just about people who showed up for a show and want to watch it. You're, you're talking about people who, are, they've already front-loaded this thing with a massive audience of readers.
1: Yeah, though, um... The you know, for the last couple seasons we've been we've been out of book territory. Yeah.
0: Uh have you read the books, by the way? Did you read the books?
1: Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I read yeah. uh first two. Yeah, got got a bit into the third, yep. um, and just just couldn't you just, just, just bounce right off. off. E- yeah. You know, here's here's what's up. Sure. Uh George George Roger Rodrigo Martin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Jim Jimmy Jimmy Rocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever his yeah. whatever his name, Railroad George, Railroad Martin. George, Railroad Martin, um, my stars! But he does love to build a world. Mm, uh and yeah. I think that's wonderful.
0: Tapestries and feast scenes. And feasts. So many feasts. So many de- so Sixteen many pages of feasting.
1: Oh man. And what's everybody wearing at that feast, I wonder. Yeah. Just, what just are their crests?
0: Tell me about with their the crests. Hats. Yeah. Start
1: with the hats of everyone and work your way down. <laughs> the fascinators
0: um, of uh, Westeros.
1: So for me, uh this sort of became I had a similar thing with Harry Potter. I have I, I read all the Harry Potter books, but I only read the last couple after the movies because yeah. we got to a point where we got to uh we got to Prisoner of Azkaban, and mm-hmm. uh, I was like, yeah, these are just as good. These movies yeah. are just as good. I'm fine. Good enough. Th- Game and over. That's, and that's a thing that like people never really want to admit, but like um, with Game of Thrones in particular, uh, a lot of people had problems with uh, throughout the series with things like what they call pacing and fast travel, right? Yeah. Um, fast travel, all of a sudden we're here. Fast travel, all of a sudden we're there. Um why? Why does that work? Well, I'll tell you why it works because when you read the books and he doesn't do fast travel.
0: Holy shit, yeah.
1: The entire sequence with Danny and the sorcerers in in Marine, I think it was. Uh holy shit, it was like half a book and he never he never jumps to another character. Yeah. He's like, that was
0: the um, my experience with um uh the Wheel of Time novels. I actually I never read uh, Song of Ice and Fire. I tried reading the first one and I was like, "You know what? I have so much other things to do. Yeah. So, but I, I great, wheel of great time
1: stuff. We are not, we're not.
0: Yeah. No judgment. No just judgment. like I, I am not a huge epic fantasy reader anymore. And part of that is because wheel of time and wheel of time started out strong. And actually the first several books are pretty good. And then, but as they go on, the books somehow get longer, but the actual, uh, plot, what it encompasses the actual, uh, from start to finish uh, sequence of events seems to be collapsing. So you would just, it was like a shrinking, it was almost like slow motion watching these people do nothing for a hundred pages. And it's like every, like we have to have these deep conversations as we walk 10 feet.
1: Well, as you get the wheel of time is like a, is like a turntable Chuck. And so the outside of the (laughs) wheel of time has to spin faster. Sure. And then the inside has to spin slower. And that's That's true detective. True
0: detective figured that out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) so You you know, take go into this episode knowing that number one that we that we are people that had maybe some problems with with pacing. Um, We're heretics. We're heretics. Uh, But you know, like we're saying, no shade to the novels. Um, They're super brilliant. They're not everything can be for everyone. Mm -mm. No. Um, But what we've got here is as as our man uh, kind of fell behind in the books. Uh, the TV, the TV showrunners took over, and for a little while, they were kind of like, well, let's just spin our wheels a little bit and wait and see if he catches up. Yep. Um, and then... That oh. was about half a season where they waited <laughs> yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, right. And then you could tell halfway through the season, they're like, yo, George isn't going to finish this book. Yeah. Uh, so let's This go. is on us. Yeah. yeah and, and they're going on an outline, and and... I wanna say when we as we start this off, a lot of people feel like, well, the second they left the books behind is the second the show started getting bad. And I don't think and that's I,
0: true. I, I disagree with that, uh, implicitly. I know there is a lot of like the, the complaints we're seeing about season eight seem to get bundled into complaints about season seven, but I I really liked season seven. I, thought season I was, seven into was great. It. I thought they were uh they sort of shuttered a lot of the um at least comparatively speaking, a lot of the sort of misogyny rape culture stuff and they um, position the characters. Um, they move them quickly. That was, I mean, that's one yes. of the things, right? There's like fast travel. While I understand the the narrative shift from what maybe you got in earlier seasons, at the same time, that to me feels like a good escalation of how a book should go. You, you eventually start to not have to retell the same things over and over again. Yes, we know they got on horses and they went from point A to point B. Now, there's probably a way that they could have maybe done that a little better in letting you know time has passed. Uh but I'm all for it. Like put people where stuff is happening, not where they're yeah. just on a road for Absolutely. And, 50 and minutes.
1: I think as they as as they sort of moved along without the books, there was probably it it felt to me like, "Oh, there isn't a, a ton of other stuff that's sort of like not cluttering, but there's not a ton of other stuff that we we have to look at every block in the toy box and figure out where it fits. Yeah, whereas, and like, there's
0: only so many more blocks to, to play with at this point.
1: So. Yeah, and so like now, with with just going on his outline, because they are going by by um, by, by him, reports.
0: By, yeah, his his, his definitions his, of what happens. Yeah. This is the
1: way it was going to happen in the books yeah. broadly. Um, by looking at that, they go, oh, well, these are the only eight things we need to worry about. We can move all these other blocks out of the way. Thank yeah. goodness, because, you know, there, in earlier seasons, it was kind of like, oh, it's interesting how um, they're combining these three characters into one character. It's interesting sure. how they're taking this plot line from this person and sort of moving it over there. But- right.
0: And that's an important component to consider really whenever you're comparing this to the books or really any sort of tv show to books is books are free to write yeah. like i can i can create entire worlds uh with uh, a few keystrokes of the, the keyboard but i mean we're talking about a tv show that has a definitive end it has a definitive budget it has a definitive ability of what they can uh, uh, actually depict on screen and so you have to give them a little leeway and how that comes out so narrative economy is a huge thing just on a budget level frankly
1: yeah so um so you get to this point where uh they have these eight things to do and they have these two seasons to do them in um and then they they did something kind of interesting which is they i and there are two ways to look at this uh there's a cynical way to look at it and there's um, what i think is kind of a practical way to look at it but they took uh reduced orders from hbo for for seven and eight yeah. HBO didn't say you only have eight episodes and six episodes. HBO said you can do ten seasons if you want. Yeah, HBO I mean, she said was like, you cool. can do twenty seasons if yeah. you want. Run with it. You can print money for us for as long as you'd like to print money. Right. Uh, and and Benioff and Weiss uh, said no no no. What we want is we want eight and six
0: yeah, we uh, will die someday, and we would rather do that after the show is over. Not yeah.
1: Before. and and I think there's there's a lot of stuff coming out right now where people are like, oh, they just wanted to they're they're fucking tired of it and they wanted they just wanted to go move on to the next thing and make Star
0: Wars, it. by yeah. the way. Star yeah it Wars. turns out.
1: Uh, and and make the money and do the whatever. And uh, like, listen, I'm sure part of it is an antsiness to move on to another project. That's just natural. It doesn't matter what your job is. You're always dreaming of like the next job, the better job. Especially as a, as
0: a creator, you're always like, I've, I've gotten 10 things in mind that Mm -hmm. I want to write and create. And so you don't want to just be like, this is my life now. And it's one of those things where you get stuck in a rut as a creator and you're sort of quote unquote branded in a certain way where you can't really leave the product you're doing. Writers have that a lot harder than TV creators. So they actually have the ability to kind of jump a little more quickly. So I don't, I don't blame them either. Get, get it done, get
1: it done guys. But Even that is like, I think that's part of it. But I think another part of it is like, Hey, um, we don't need, they said, we don't need more than this to finish it up. And if we, and if we do more, if we do 20 episodes over the next two years, if we do 30 episodes over the next three years, whatever it's going to be, um they were just like maybe we're just gold fishing at this point maybe we're just right. filling the space of our tank yeah um for no good reason you know you're maybe we're yeah. wheel of timing it like you were sure. like you were talking about like yeah. hey we can just keep doing these books and so maybe because we have infinite space there becomes less tension and things get less interesting yeah and how long can you be the most popular show on television
0: yeah um how however However, <laughs> yeah. Let's, now then let's you see get this into episode. This. Yeah, now let's get into it. Uh-oh.
1: This episode Uh-oh. was not great. Um, no, turns there out there were great bits. Um, and it's
0: beautiful. It's, we can say that right up front. It's a beautifully rendered there are individual shots in this episode that are some of the most staggering in the entire yeah. series.
1: Oh, entire sequences were beautiful. There are entire yeah. moments in the in the episode that were beautiful. There were there were character bits that worked for me, but there were there were character bits that didn't work for me, and a lot, a lot of those. Uh, and this is where this truncated, this truncated season, this this sort of smaller space to fill, um, is sort of getting in the way of things. Um, yeah, because uh, what I found in this episode is uh, after you have a fan base that is so that is so into what you do and and follows everything about this thing that you make for a long time. You uh you begin to lean on what your fan base knows versus what you've shown them. If yeah. that makes sense?
0: Sure, absolutely. Uh, sort of an implicit knowledge as right. opposed to an explicit knowledge.
1: We know that there are one of 3 endings possible for Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Jamie Lannister dies, Brienne of Tarth dies, or Jamie Lannister goes back to Cersei. These are the three endings that we know yeah. could happen we, for
0: him. We feel them in our hearts.
1: Yes. We sort of think that we want to believe that one of the first two is going to happen, but we sort of know that the third one is the one that has to happen. Right. Um, however, early in this episode, we get the discussion between Brienne and Jamie, and it really feels like a character saying, outline says i'm here now goodbye
0: yeah <laughs> uh it felt so and this is really kind of the theme for all of this is it feels so hasty and it feels designed to be uh i kind of went on a big twitter rant about this it feels designed to be plot driven as opposed to be character driven and so somewhere along the line they have this skeletal idea of like well we have this burning thing and we know cersei's got to die we know jamie's got to go here we know Euron's gonna die and all these things have to, quote unquote, happen in their mind. And instead of doing that work and letting the characters be uh, the governors of that, I, you know, I always say the characters are not architecture, they're architects. They're not just furniture to move around to design a room. Um, they are uh, governing the plot. They're the ones making stuff happen by uh, pursuing their problems and their desires and whatever they're doing. So it, it feels like a type of thing where they're just like, character go here and it's like square peg circle hole and a big hammer strike and then it just uncomfortably jams into the socket well and that's what we're left with
1: yeah because we know we know that jamie will eventually wind up back with circe we know that the character is sort of leading that way yeah that
0: pattern has been there yeah but but there's also an alternate opposing pattern which is him becoming a better man right and falling maybe always had this thing for brienne and then the one pattern, like there's no connection between them. There's no bridge. There's no way that you see him jump tracks. Yes, it's just in a, a one day he's with Brienne, and then the next he's like, "No,
1: I'm a evil son of a
0: bitch, gotta yeah. go." He hears, yeah, he hears Cersei's
1: off. name, and it's like, "Well, I gotta go to her." And it's like, yeah. mm. it's like I needed." And this is this is my this is my thing about this entire episode. For this entire episode, I, I, I just thought to myself, if I had just had one more scene, if I had just had one yeah. more moment.
0: For all of them.
1: For all of these big character things. These all feel like things that should have happened in this episode. This is what you're talking about. We're going by the plot. We're going by the pace that has been set. We know what yeah. has to happen in this story. However, there needs to be, and, and I feel this with Jamie more than the Daenerys moment, which of course we'll get to the Daenerys moment. Oh, yes. Um, but there's this thing with Jamie where it's like, no, no, no. He just got everything that he wanted and is happy now. Right. There are a lot of characters that will self-sabotage in those situations. But yes. you need to show a moment where that character switches over to self-sabotage. You need to show yes. a moment where Jamie goes, "Oh my god, I have everything and I'm still unhappy without Cersei."
0: Yep. He either is aware of it or someone pushes him to do it. Mm-hmm. Or th- there's got to be a turning point. The, and, th- that's the, really I think the they thing thought, about this.
1: I think they thought that turning point was Sansa saying, "I can't wait to see your sister executed." You yeah. can tell that's what they thought the turning point was. But right. that moment's about Sansa. It's yeah, not so not much about, about ja- Jamie. Yeah.
0: yeah, we don't see his
1: reflection on that. We don't see a moment with him. He kind of gives her dealing a, with it. He kind of gives her one of his stony looks. Which, right, and that's it. Which is it? Um yeah. There need there needed to be a scene. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm spitballing. I'm not saying it has to be this scene, but there should have been something in between that and the next thing where where Jamie is all of a sudden getting like very short and argumentative for no reason or Jamie is right. sort of like doing something self-destructive for no reason and people can't figure out why. Maybe yeah. there was a lot of talking between Tyrion and Jamie in this episode, but none of it happened before Jamie made the bad decision, which is Precisely. when I wanted to see these two brothers talking to each other.
0: Right. Turning points, pivot points. Because anytime you have a character doing their character arc thing, that bend in the arc doesn't happen Mm -hmm. naturally. Whenever they make a turn, it has to be uh, choreographed and it has to be settled on. That turning point has to be—you got to sit on it for a little while and show it.
1: Uh, And and a common counter to this that I see uh, that I've been seeing a lot online this week is um, is is that like we knew. We knew, this was all shown in the history of the character, right? That's something right. I'm hearing a lot, particularly with regards to to Daenerys, yeah. um, and that's that's true. There but was it doesn't groundwork fix it to me. laid, yeah, right. Uh, and and when people say that, they they often follow up with like, "Hey, people are messy and complicated, and their choices don't always make sense." And that is true. That is not a super great thing. You can show that in a story,
0: yeah, but you, but you have can't to just show go there. It. Yeah. Stories and stories aren't real life. People sometimes forget they they use another common defense. And this is a defense used for periods of the show for at various points, often the sort of more toxic or problematic elements. It's like, well, the Middle Ages were this way and this is the Middle Ages. I'm like, so like dragons, how how are they in the Middle Ages? Can you wheel out that old history book? Also, their ideas of the Middle Ages are based on like puerile nonsense ideas not even actual history of so you can't even rely on that uh, as a structural defense right. they're, Anyway,
1: they're, it's not the real middle ages it's other movies and tv shows and things you've seen <laughs> right, about exactly. the middle ages There, the renaissance yeah. fair middle ages it's not the yeah. real middle ages
0: yeah full um, of rape more rape
1: or yeah like you, you, you know it's sort of like you you set these people in these situations forget that the writers set the rules for this world precisely um, this—it's not like well, it has to be this way because this. Like whenever a writer says that to me, it's kind of like okay, as long as you're explaining why within the confines and the rules of your story. But if you're doing something like that where it's like well, it has to be that way because it was particularly uh, uh, violent or rapey in the Middle Ages, and you're like, yeah, but yeah. you just brought a dude back from the dead. So right, like,
0: right. we can break some rules as it turns out. You can break out. some
1: rules. Like it's yeah. really you can be flex. You can flex, do whatever. A but one rule that you can't break is that the audience has to, maybe not in the moment, but by the end of your story, understand the whys of yeah. all of your characters. Understand A character in a story can't just be weirdly, randomly capricious like somebody in real life can be. And I will also say that if somebody in your life is randomly capricious and makes a weird decision like that, Somebody does something them. totally out of character for them. Yeah. yeah. If you're sitting in the office and, and Greg, who's super quiet, stands up and goes, you know what? Fuck all y'all. I quit and walks out. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, everybody doesn't just go, wow, human beings are capricious. They go, what the yeah. fuck just happened to Greg? Well, they don't
0: go, well, Greg's history does indicate yeah. that his behavior was going to lead to this moment.
1: Tell me the story of why Greg yeah. did this. Hold on. Does up, anybody Greg? have Greg's number? Text Greg yeah. and find out what the fuck happened.
0: Also, some people are like, I totally agree with Greg. I'm out of here, too. I mean, there's a lot of shit that right. goes on there. And you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Good job, Greg. Let's yeah. all
1: figure out what's going on with Greg. So even in real life, yeah. we do we do crave these answers. And, and yeah. stories can give you these answers where real life can't always. Maybe nobody ever gets a hold of Greg right. again. Yeah. But that's unsatisfying. You will no, always yeah. talk about Greg who walked you out. You always,
0: right, yeah. He's now like on Ayahuasca in the jungle. Yeah. We don't know that. Who I want to know that. I want to
1: know. And a story can give you that and should give you that. We should know right. that Jamie all of a sudden was like, I'm a, I'm a fake. I'm a fraud. Precisely. I can't do this. I've been pretending to be a good guy for a year and a half, which we haven't been getting a lot of indicators that he's been pretending. We've been getting a lot no. of indicators that he's genuinely becoming genuinely changed. becoming yeah. a good person. But like a lot of people who used to be horrible people has a lot of guilt about who he used and, to
0: be. And that's actually part of what I feel the defense about this show sometimes misses is that a lot of people want to sort of play off like yeah but he's the guy who pushed a kid out a window and so he's always bad and i find that to be both cynical i mean it's a worldview right i mean you could say that that's what this show is doing it's showing that people are just generally sort of <laughs> i was, a, teen, I was a
1: i was a teenage shoplifter am i still a yeah. am i still a thief the answer Apparently, is yes, yes. the yes, world's greatest and yeah. you'll never catch me if you're, <laughs> you're listening never. If you're yeah. listening Interpol, you'll never yeah. catch me.
0: You don't know what's missing. Uh, bangles, no, like, bangles, at stores.
1: I can't I can't tell you that you'll always be paying for something that you did when you were 15. That's ridiculous.
0: And it's also not great storytelling because it suggests story and character is a flat fucking line and that's not really why we watch stories. Right. It can be a circle as we've talked about like in a true detective sense, but uh you know, you got to you've got to get us there. You've got to draw the circle. You can't just like, well, one day be like, well, he's back to being horrible. I don't know why. Just because he is. Just because he, he is. Just is
1: heard her name, Screw and now she's hor- And now he's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, particularly, and what's what's weird is this. This show has been extremely clever and extremely rushed in this season. I think in equal measure. Yeah. Um, particularly like when you talk about Jamie, I go back to the the fireside chat that everybody had before the Battle of Winterfell,
0: which is a love also a, a show, an episode that kind of wants to show why you love these characters, yes. not why they're all shitheads.
1: Well, and it plays a lot. They're very Game of Thrones has been very clever about a few things. So, like number 1, when you say like uh, uh, this is the guy who Let me take it back to this. Yeah. Let me let me take it back to this. Let's, let's circle it back. Here's here's what's up. Uh this is a show that has always been very good about character because they knew that this was a fantasy show, and not everybody wants to watch a fantasy show, right? Right. This is the same thing that HBO has done in the past with something like The Sopranos, um, where it's like, I don't want to watch this show about these about about mafia. I don't care about mafia shit. Yeah, But I like The Sopranos because I, because the characters are interesting, right?
0: They're interesting to me. And, the, and they make decisions based on what they are experiencing in their own world. Yeah. Their problems, their family problems, their fears, whatever it is. They're occupying a real space, making real decisions.
1: And that was the most brilliant thing about the first few seasons of this show was like, this is a fantasy show, but it's not a fantasy show. The yeah. The two greatest things that this show ever did, Number one, it convinced you for about five years that it wasn't a show about knights fighting fucking zombies in a zombie apocalypse. It convinced you of that. Yeah, it did. It it really made you. It really made you believe it was not a show about that. And number two, uh, it was very good at making you forget that eventually Daenerys Targaryen has to be the villain of this story.
0: Yeah, she is a conqueror. She is. We know that she is a conqueror from another
1: world. Uh, yeah. we know that we're supposed to love the Starks, and so yeah. we knew in the bottom of our hearts, eventually, she is the yeah. villain of this story.
0: She's Yeah, she's going to have a turn. And it's our, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen mm-hmm. that turn start to bend. Not all the way, but you see it. And it's just like you're talking about the zombie thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's how the show opens. Yeah. Is zombies. zombies are at the fore of the show. But people don't remember that. Yeah, which is, I do feel like there's some value we need to talk about the Battle of Winterfell. Yes. Happening. Uh, so, and then being done yeah like it's, but the show is still happening but I feel like if you're really sort of married to kind of the narrative bend of it that you begin with White Walkers and then you end with White Walkers and that's kind of the whole the whole mm-hmm. show seems to have been making that point this whole time like Holy shit! All of your little dances around the throne are in- inevitably useless because there's real shit we have to worry about. And everyone's like, "Yeah, fuck real shit. We want to dance around the throne." Yeah, and that's like a great. It's such a good, and it's really we see it. You look out the window, you read the news currently yeah. in real life, and you totally get that point. It's coming for everybody point.
1: else. It's not coming yeah. for me. Yeah, I got to get mine. Because this thing that's happening is, you know, it's a very human, yeah. it's a very common very human, human story. Very human,
0: selfish, I don't want to compartmentalize, I don't want to think about the big thing. So, And then it happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then it
1: stops. Right. They're like, cool, thank God that episode is over. And you're like, that was an episode? What the fuck? So, yeah, so I want to bring it back to this to this fireside chat that happens right before the battle. Uh, right. Because one of the things that I thought they were doing that was so clever is playing with, playing with tropes. Sometimes yep. when they are when this show is at it's most like 4D chess. Yeah. Um it's very good at like oh my god, we just wrapped up so many character arcs right here right yeah. before this giant battle in a show where we know they love to kill people.
0: Yeah. And a slasher movie basically yeah, trope, right? Yeah.
1: We're all dr- the kids are all drinking in front of the campfire and talking about how they're going to change and things yeah. are going to be better for them.
0: Summer's going to be awesome, man. Yeah. And then so obviously half these and-
1: people are going to die, right? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of one of the things that I thought was so brilliant about, about that episode. I was like, oh, they are remembering what we want out of these characters. They're remembering where we want these characters to go. But yep. ultimately, I feel like that scene was played, it wound up being played in a way that was just specifically to make me think that people were going to die because yeah. not a lot of that character development meant much in front of the no, fire. No,
0: that's the thing. And there's this aspect of storytelling, which I feel like kind of culminates in this penultimate episode, which is, uh, you know, the promise, the promises that a story makes at its fore, at its beginning and throughout um, have to be paid off in a way that, you know, both, first of all, just that they pay off mm-hmm. uh, and also in a way that uh, makes sense. And I don't necessarily just mean the burning, a dragon burning a city. That's not really the promise. The promise is the fulfillment of an arc. The promise is a character going a certain way. Yeah. But you still have to make that make sense. You still have to like line all those pieces up and and show how it gets from point A to point B. You can't just be like, well, it happened, and we're good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and there's the thing that we told you and was going to happen, scene. and it happened. Yeah, um, it happened. So yeah, so then we get into, we get into the Battle of Winterfell, which um, decisions about, you know, uh, look and look and lighting and, and you know, yeah. cinematography and stuff aside, uh, I loved the Battle of Winterfell.
0: Yeah, I did too. I loved
1: it. I thought there were moments, Yeah, I thought it was great.
0: Uh, it was terrifying and freaky and dark and upsetting The and flaming tense. The
1: flaming scythes going into the darkness yeah. and going out one by one. Yeah. And,
0: now, strategically, again, you do start to see the wheels come off a little bit because it doesn't always make sense. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, as you're watching, you're like, this is fucking awesome! And then, like... The next day you're like, Yeah, but why did they just send them out like that? Why didn't they have a dragon and why didn't the dragon burn the and then why didn't they yeah. and why did they do that? And I, you're just like it doesn't I, always and people, like what is John even doing? He's just what's John, what's John ever doing?
1: That feels like strategically what they did in the Battle of Winterfell is not as is not as dumb as as everybody has been talking about. I'm why did they send them out ahead? Well, because they're they're the riders, they're the front infantry, they get sent out ahead fine oh it is yeah and militarily, i, I excuse like militarily, it militarily excuse it you got your spearmen in the back right and they yeah. don't move that's your final line you've got your yeah. you've got your horse you've got your riders in the front and they go out yep. they go out front and pick off who they can yep. um th- it all kind of makes sense there are things that like didn't make sense with knowledge of the characters one of the things that i don't like is that Tyrion has gotten progressively dumber this season
0: dumber like for a guy who is and they keep reminding you this season he's the smartest guy right He's and the then he does guy. the dumbest shit. Right
1: down to the crypt where the dead guys can come back to life. Like, yeah,
0: like no one, no one thought of that. Well, Sam, Sam all didn't. Wasn't like, hey, I read a book once. Yeah,
1: or I've seen a guy do this <laughs> Yeah, my own fucking eyes. I've seen I've literally eyes. a
0: dude who did this. But
1: I, I, I excuse that by saying, here's what they know. Yeah. They know that if they kill you, they can bring you back to life. Yeah. They don't know all the rules. Maybe they're thinking yeah. the same thing I was thinking. Like. They go down to the crypt, and I'm like, "Why are they going down to the crypt?" And I was like, "Eh, maybe they can't bring back people who have been dead for a certain amount of time. Maybe they." Right. I was just like, "Fine, whatever." Like. Yeah.
0: This is one of those things, things that where somewhere. it's funny. It's so easy, and I say it's so easy because I mean I'm not making a right. bajillion dollar TV show, but a uh, TV show. But there is a component where, like, okay, why didn't the dragons go out first to scourge the dead? Because he has like, the well, magic all spear. You need- well, and all you need is a moment, yeah, of just being like, oh, a, re- a reminder that they're also trying to bait him into an attack, and they don't want to lose a dragon. Right. So okay, That's, but you n- like could
1: use just like yeah, thirty just like, fucking yo, seconds. Yeah, hey, well, hey. There was a thing where remember. they were standing at the table, moving the pieces around, explaining what they were going to do, but they yeah. didn't give they didn't give a why of it. No, right. Other than hey, if we can get the Night King to come after Bran, we can yeah. distract him. Um, right but there wasn't a lot of like we're not going to fly out at once because he's got magic right. spears that yeah. turn dragons into into bad dragons like well and
0: that's where like the and then you Arya get, Stark thing yeah. is both amazing and what the fuck like in the moment it's an amazing moment and i don't think there's any concern over her quote unquote character development here because Absolutely she has not. literally been training for this moment the entire show so she has led to this moment i believe it what i i have a hard time believing and this is where i feel like again the show is starting to really be insistent on plot and spectacle above kind of like just like crossing you know your t's and dotting your i's is like we see that the Night King has, like, sauntered up to Bran with most of the dead people. Yeah. Like, they're just kind of there. They're all there. And I don't know, Is she? does she have a fucking trapeze? Like, I don't know how she gets there. Yeah. Because all you see is the next moment she teleports behind him. Not literally teleports, but that's as best yeah. as you can get You, get the, you get the flash
1: of her running behind Bran if you yeah. pay attention for it. Yeah. Um, but you're also kind of like, Look, one of, the, one of the things that yeah. this show does every week is it opens with a map of how everything looks. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And so when you look at Winterfell and the godswood and you're like, yeah. all right, I can Boy, sort of mm-hmm. see it. Like, yeah. If she escapes the castle, I can sort of see that. But you're right. She, she's avoiding the whole army. And for me, it's like, whatever, dude. She's one of the yeah. faceless men. She's quiet. Sure. She's a water dancer. I am totally good. Honestly, out of everything, I am totally good with the Arya Stark thing. Totally, sure. because even within sure, sure, that sure. episode, they do a good job of talking about what we're talking about. Where it's like, "Hey, I told you a million years ago that you were yeah, gonna kill that's true. these specific people. Yep. And I told you that you were gonna kill some somebody blue eyed, and then
0: blue eyes. And, yeah. And then the
1: green eyed thing was cool because it's either Cersei or it's Danny, right?
0: Yeah. Right. Um,
1: but it's like, yo, I told you this was going to happen. You know, what do we say to the god of death and she's like, "Oh my god, this is this is my moment." Literally.
0: Yeah, I've literally, "Oh my god, oh my I'm god, saying I'm, the theme. It's like sh- I'm not yeah. revenge
1: girl, I'm I'm
0: fucking hero girl." Here we it's go. It's almost like she gets to say the title. Like, what? Is this a Game of Thrones? Thrones?
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, Arya, you did it. Uh so I love I love that entire moment. I loved her escaping yeah. the castle because that also reminded us just how badass she is, right? Like we got a reminder of all of her skills.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um
1: I thought the Arya part of that uh, of the Battle of Winterfell was so good. I thought
0: it's the best part of that episode. Best
1: part, um, running all the way through it. Best part, but like you're talking about, jo- here's here's Jon Snow, uh, the the fucking king in the North, the guy who the guy who died and came back, um, the guy. Well, who Heroes
0: are dumb as pants. He's, this guy, yeah. He's just
1: all of a sudden, he's he's become so so dull in this season. Um, yeah, in service to this like weird conflict that we know has to happen between between Stark and Targaryen and and yeah it, it's just it's just strange to me because when you go when you go back to this episode you're looking at characters you know Tyrion is 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 dumber than he's ever been it's very strange yeah. Varys is dumber than Varys has ever been
0: Varys is dumb yeah this episode does no favors to Varys
1: Varys really at the at, Varys is going to be so obvious in his overtures the, yeah,
0: and he was go- Was he the get, master he of whispers? He was going to poison Danny. Was that was what was happening there? I, you, you, he's talking to a girl about um, her meal time and how.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, girl yeah. The girl's talking
0: about eyes on her, and he's like, "Well, we'll have another chance at the next meal." Time. Yeah, he's talking like,
1: about kill. He's talking about killing, killing her. her. He's walking up to Jon Snow and being like, "Hey, man, you should be king, right? Like, don't you I think know, so?" It's not, it's not even like a, there's no whisper. There's campaign. no whisper. The master of whispers is just like pulling out a fucking megaphone. Is just like. I know. Hey, Jon Snow, Jon Snow, report to the throne. (laughs) Conspiracy meeting. Yeah, it's it's very strange. And so Jon Snow, this guy that we know, um, what do we know about him? We know that he's we know that he's selfless. We know that he protects his friends. We know that he we know that he speaks up for others and always gives somebody else the credit. That is something we know about him. And
0: he also shows up at battles a lot shows and, up and does bat- nothing. And
1: does nothing, which is why <laughs> he gives nothing. other people the credit. Because most yeah. of the time they deserve it. But here's a, mm-hmm. there's a moment in this episode where I'm just like, what the shitting shit? Which is yeah. um, everybody is talking to John in like the dining hall and is like, yo, dog, I can't believe you did it. I can't believe you rode a fucking dragon. Who rides yeah. a fucking dragon? Am I right? <laughs> That's crazy. Daenerys what, what? fucking Targaryen is three feet away.
0: Yeah. Where do you think the dragons came Everybody
1: from? Everybody is afraid of her. Yeah. Everybody doesn't know if they can trust her. Everybody knows she's the goddamn mother of dragons. And yet, three feet away, they're going to be like, hey, who the fuck rides dragons? Am I right? <laughs> and then Jon Snow! Jon Snow, instead of being like, hey, remember that those are Daenerys' dragons, yeah. just because. There is a plot need for. There is a plot need. There's a exactly. plot need for Daenerys to <clears throat> feel like people love Jon more than her. Jon yeah. just looks back at her and kind of gives her like a womp womp, like a Jerry Lewis Whoa.
0: fucking. I know he's a dope, a dope guy. Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry, honey. Sorry, I, these guys just really love me. And uh, no, motherfucker. Yeah. It's, what say they're her dragons? Say yeah. she did this.
0: You're and so that quick would be to do it in, in every other scene. Yeah, every other scene, that would be exactly it. And here we are, and he's just like, Dorp,
1: um, we're good. And so this is where we get, like, this is kind of where we get into Daenerys. This is where we get into yeah. uh, the Mad Queen, which uh, we didn't necessarily know the Mad Queen was coming, but we definitely no, know.
0: No, uh, and that's actually really part of my problem with this turn is that uh, her eventual turn make sense from her uh, unmitigated vengeance, mm-hmm. her conqueror's need, her need to be loved. The whole bend the knee business is like uh, almost pathological with her. So I get that. Um, but there has not been a sign of madness. Um, and madness is a really sort of lazy, pejorative kind of problematic thing. Like, well, she's just crazy. Ladies be crazy. And the fact that even in the prior, uh, pri- uh, excuse me, prior, episode, we have this Varys-Tyrion conversation, which is eerily reminiscent of what you hear in current political discourse about the uh, almost electability of the dude (laughs) over the lady. Like, well, cocks do matter, even though I don't have one. And uh, it's such a strange turn that they just want to kind of make her be this this nuts queen. And her turn, the eventual turn to scourging King's Landing, does not come uh, out of any sort of trigger point. I mean, we have trigger points in previous episodes maybe, but there's nothing in that moment except for her face which looks really upset. It's
1: that moment that is yeah. that is Amelia Clark trying to sell the hell trying, out of a moment. Trying so hard that she, and she can't fully yeah. as an actor cuz nobody cuz nobody can like that moment is not incredibly clear. No. And and obviously there was no they couldn't give her a reason why it was incredibly clear. And so you can see in her performance that, that nobody was able to give her the motivation for this thing. Uh, But she sold it the best she could. Uh, Absolutely. um,
0: Credit to her that it actually works at all. Yeah.
1: Um, So yeah, when you're, when you're looking at this, when you're looking at the, the turn to madness, one of the things that I, I really was kind of like about with this episode was it opens with her and like, what do we do to make her, to make you know she's yeah. crazy? Oh, we just don't put no makeup, makeup on her. Yeah. Now she's crazy. Her, and it's her like, hair's a rat's nest. She's got a bunch of cats now. Yeah. Like wow. All right. This is a this is a turn. You guys are really going for a turn. Um, yeah. But the, here's <laughs> here's what's here's what's up with the with, with Mad Queen Danny. You can you can certainly build up to it, and, and certainly there's been a lot of stuff in the last few episodes that you can point to and say like, well, that helped. Well, that helped. Um, yep. but some of it just, some of it doesn't, some of it doesn't work, uh, just because we've seen her go through bigger things before.
0: Right. I mean, she has endured probably some of the worst, uh, most brutal stuff out of the show. Two episodes ago. Her and Sansa. Yeah.
1: Two episodes ago, they brought the murderer of her father yeah. in front of her. And she was like, "Yo, this guy murdered my father," and everybody goes, "But he's, he, we should, he's good. He's now. good. We should give him a chance." And she goes, "Okay, let's give the murderer of my father a chance, right?" After already giving Cersei a chance and that
0: already having failed her, yeah, this right? is not. Cer- she already knows Cersei wasn't coming, uh, so now
1: this is not something like I'm trying to pinpoint where we should have decided that the madness comes in, uh, right? Because even in the real, like even the real world, like you're saying. Uh, madness, quote unquote madness, uh, is used very often as a crutch. Madness, dreams, yeah. and time travel are three things where I'm like, be very <laughs> fucking careful how you yeah. use. Do this well. Yeah. Mental issues, dreams, and fucking time travel. Be Especially Be s- so careful. Yeah. yeah. Um, because even if somebody, if, even if you were to map Danny's uh, issues to something real world, something in the DSM, something that people have here. um, Certainly it is. Certainly these things can be made worse by, by stress and often are, but you need to show that happening.
0: Well, and there have been instances of mentally ill Kings and Queens or leaders. Um, Of course I'll make no statements there, Uh, but they didn't, it didn't happen. Do you know what I mean? There, that's a, a, a part of who you are is, is a, I mean, I say that as a person who endures incredible anxiety. Yes, it can be triggered and made worse, but it's there. It's not just like I'm like one day. Well, a thing happened and now I'm cuckoo pants. Exactly. I'm just like, oh. So, exactly. uh, you know, for a show that, and here's where it's tricky because the show, and that's kind of what I'm talking about with like the whole Arya appearing out of nowhere and the, you know, we don't know why the dragons don't scourge the things. The show has in the past done a really good job. And I think this is... Uh, somewhat as a reliance of George R. R. Martin, but also it's just the credit to the showrunners that they have sort of explained everything, sometimes in almost meticulous detail. This is like a, a chess move, and you see every piece moving. And so it almost feels like we're getting halfway through the game of chess, and they're just like, well, fuck it, checkmate. I don't know, you know how this is going to go, right? So I'm just going to, like, click a button, and now all the pieces are going to be different, but you kind of get it. And I'm like, when well, I don't get it. I don't know why we're getting yeah. to the checkmate point of this game. I want to see the whole game. It's why I'm here.
1: There's a thing where... um they uh, they often tell you when you want to get something done, you shouldn't imagine, you shouldn't imagine the exciting things that will happen for you once you get the thing done. You have to imagine the process of the thing. Yeah. Um. And I think that, I, I think that uh, uh, that also bears true for, um for stories, in that like, hey, remember that part of the story is just telling the whole story. It's not getting right. to the end. It's not getting to the payoff. The payoff yeah. is only the payoff because of the story that leads up to it. Um, and they're jumping from, oh, well, you've almost seen what you want. Right. Now let's just do but it. No, I want to see uh, it. I want to see yeah. Daenerys, if she becomes the Mad Queen, if she becomes the, turn. the villain. I want to see the turn. I want to
0: witness it. I, yeah. want,
1: I want space for that to happen.
0: Because it's huge. The The bigger the dramatic change, the more evidence and investment we need to believe it. Um, when I was writing, uh, to kind of just go a little bit back to what you were talking about here, uh, when I was writing Wanderers, which is a tremendous bison bludger of a novel. Um, pre-order Wanderers I right was pre-ordered, uh, yeah, Amazon or I die. I die. Or wherever, I die.
1: fine books are sold.
0: There's an oubliette beneath me yeah. if you don't pre-order it. <laughs> I, d- I need at least three pre-orders a day or I fall into the hole. Um, so, you know, I was writing this book, and uh, it was just huge. <laughs> it just kept going. And uh, I was coming up on my deadline. And uh, Del Rey, who coincidentally uh, publishes some some George R. R. Martin, they uh, I said to my editor, like, listen, okay, this is cool. Like I come out of freelance. I'm ready for this kind of challenge. I wasn't originally going to be able to meet the deadline, but I know how to do it. And I'm like, we're going to do a time jump and we're going to get right to the end. We're suddenly going to feel a little jarred, a little different. Like, how did we get here? And then I'll I'll sort of pack in some quick exposition and we'll get to a, a climactic third act. And uh, I was like ready for this. I'm like, I've nailed it. I figured out the book. And my editor was like, do not fucking do that. Stop (laughs) doing that. This is not a thriller. We're not trying to like press the accelerator and just drive quickly through it. She's like, we need to take the time. She's like, the book is going to be as long as the book is going to be. The deadline doesn't matter. When it's the first time an editor has ever been like, fuck your deadline. It's like, what? what? Oh, shit. <laughs> you're, the, you're either the best person or the worst. I don't know what's happening here. Turns out the best because her, her instincts were utterly right. And I mean, I I probably packed on another 100,000 words to that book. And at the end of it, only 10,000 words ever went away. So it still ended up being a tremendously large book. And it needed all of that stuff. And if I had shortcut or short circuited any of it, it would have really not yeah. together
1: if there's a if there's a time jump boy you better Ooh, you better have planned that it. time jump from the beginning oh, and it oh, better fucking yeah. feel like it and i better have, yeah. oh man time jumps yep. Ooh,
0: time jumps time there's a that's the fourth one put that on your put list that on my it's like list. time travel or it's like a sub corollary of time travel yeah it
1: really is but yeah so so that's kind of what i feel like we've done a time jump without the time jump here yeah yep. no time has jumped uh, it, it almost would have been better if they had said that time had jumped. It almost would have better been better yeah. if they had said we've been preparing for the battle against the Night King for a year and a half and things are getting crazy and like there's no yeah. there's no food and water and like the the Starks and, and Danny don't trust one another and like tensions are high and like uh, almost somebody saying that, almost like a fucking Shakespearean ass fucking narrator coming out and telling would've me worked. that would have been it
0: like Absolutely would have worked and it would have fixed. The Jamie thing, right? Because Jamie would have been sitting with his guilt for so yeah. long. And you can see why suddenly he's I like, came up here to I fight. don't belong here.
1: I don't belong I here. I came up here to oh, fight. No. I'm not here to sit around yeah. and be a good person. I can't do that. I have to go out and die. And
0: I miss Cersei, uh, my
1: sister wife. Yeah, like all of this there. I don't know. It, it just.
0: Yeah. It, it, but that's the
1: thing, jumpy. right? Because like it's jumpy. There's so
0: much of this that even if you were like, wow, we've written ourselves to this point and we can't change that now we only have these two episodes to do this or this one episode to, to make th- these points. There are so many choices you could have made, even in the um the the sort of the, the collapsed narrative of this episode. Like Danny's turn could have really easily. There are so many easy ways to have done it. First of all, if you had the, if you had a few previous episodes to redo, you could have had one of the dragons die at that battle. Mm-hmm. And that's a turning point. You could have had Miss Andy die at that battle would have felt more purposeful. Or her brutality could have been uh, lessened um, if the the opposing army, the the red keep guards or whoever put their swords down and like fuck man we're all right never mind and she burns them anyway mm-hmm. and then goes and burns the red keep and it falls on some innocents all right that's gross but like I and it's still a brutal turn but I get it yes. I understand the brutal turn. Or if she thinks to settle down and she's about to offer them surrender and someone throws a goddamn rock at her dragon or Cersei lights up a trap with the dragon's fire, which I I thought was going to happen. I thought we're going to get a bunch of green fire because you see it exploding in the distance. I thought there was a trap that was laid some because Cersei and we do have to talk about her turn as well. Uh, Cersei is a master strategist. She is literally the worst, best person in the show. and uh, Or best, worst, I'm not sure. Well, but she doesn't really earn out either. No. And nothing explains that turn. It's mostly just like, yeah, fuck it. Well, and then and you that's... get 30 minutes of pornographic shots of women and children on fire.
1: Yeah, that's sort of the thing. It's like, well, it's... It's so quick, it's so truncated. They don't have a lot of time and it's like, dude, they've got a lot of time for the things that they decide to prioritize. They've got yeah. 10 minutes to show me and I understand that we are watching that partially from Arya's perspective because sure. once again, sure. the character who comes out the best in this in this episode is, is, Arya. is Arya Stark.
0: Yeah. Some people didn't like that turn, but I actually feel her turn is is earned No, here. I
1: love out of out yeah. of every character moment, I love Arya Stark being, oh, I don't have to be the person that does this. <laughs> I have yeah. moved beyond this. I'm the yeah. fucking hero of Winterfell. I have a purpose. Yeah. Uh it wasn't Fuck just all, y'all. It wasn't just rage for the sake of rage. And it was also no. a great it was also a great moment for Sander, too. Um yeah. who is not somebody who is very good at saying real things. To yeah. to turn and say a real thing to Arya was very nice. But no, like then we got we got twelve minutes of the of the fucking red keep burning, but only yeah. one moment of Danny going. You know what? It looks like we've won. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: yeah, because she's that's and everything we know about her is that she can become vengeful and terrible when against the wall. But even then in, in the corner. But there were that didn't
1: happen here. Even then in, they, in Marine or wherever it was, it was burn everyone but the children. Yes. Burn, she, and she's
0: made special, yeah, special she attention. She has
1: a white savior complex, which I feel like we only, we got into a little bit when she was ruling out of that pyramid. Um, <laughs> you remember when she yeah. had like her big fucking pyramid? Sure. Um, yep. And people were like, yo, you have no idea what you're doing. You're from out of town. You don't go here. You I know? know. I know.
0: She's like, whatever. I got a pyramid. Yeah.
1: Um, but we we saw that, we saw that savior complex. And we also saw her kind of deal with that savior complex and become a ruler. And so like all yes. of this stuff has always been like, Yeah. If you cross her, she'll fucking murder you. But yeah, but if fire and blood, she said but it. She, she said the words. Fire she's and blood, the breaker of fucking chains. Is she breaker of the wheel too? Yeah. yeah. Is she the breaker of breaker of chains so people will then uh, worship her? Yes. But she's still yeah. the fucking breaker of chains. And it, right. like you're saying, if there had been a moment where they won and she landed on her dragon and the people were like, "Fuck you, you're just as bad," yeah. that would have yeah. been something.
0: Right, because they didn't bend the knee. Right. And that's really always the sort of logic for her. And it's been proven time and time again that when people don't at any point acquiesce to her, that's when they get burned. <laughs> and I know there's some people like, well, but the people of the city clearly chose Circe. And I'm like, no one believes no. that. That's literally not how rulers work. And Danny knows that. They chose to
1: run from the army into the yeah. locked doors where there was no army. Right. That's not a Bingo. choice. And yeah. that's something, and that's the thing is like, I needed to see a little more. I just needed to see yeah. a little more. We had so much time for the burning of people <laughs> and not yeah. enough time for the burning of this fucking character. <laughs> yeah, it feels,
0: there's this, there's just, I feel like there's just a checklist that's just sort of happening here. And there's like a good example of like the sort of plot checklist As someone pointed out. It was like, you have uh, uh, Jamie trying to get in to the city in the right keep and he's got his golden hand waving. He's like, guard, soldier, hello. It's me. And they're just like, Johnny yeah, they're like we hands. don't see you and then he literally is like oh there's a door and he walks through it but there's two guards right by the there's two soldiers right by that door he could he could have easily just been like hey it's, it's, me. it's me check out the hand it's jamie so, could have
1: knocked him out he could have done anything
0: he could have done anything except somehow walk in like that's all that it, he just walks in
1: yeah i and i know there's secret
0: passages they've been Tyrion has done it but, it, but the secret that. passage show ain't that it. fucking suit yeah
1: um and then when 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 they get there, uh, like you're saying, the the sort of the Cersei turn, uh, we got we got a great moment. Uh, Lena Headey just kind of like killing it in this moment where killing. Uh, it. Okay, well this will happen. Nah, that's not gonna happen. Uh-huh. Okay, well yeah. the the golden comp. No, the golden company's dead. Okay, well the scorpions. Yeah. The scorpions are gone, and she's yep. just like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very good moment. It
0: is, but I, I still feel for a character who always has, like, plans A through Z. Yeah, her plans were essentially just, well, I rely on people to protect me. That's really all her plan was. She had no. She has always been the one, you know, blowing up the sept of Baylor. She's always the one being like, no, no, I have a secret fucked up plan for when shit really turns. I am going to do X nuclear things to achieve my goals, and uh, she just doesn't have anything yeah she kind of in the previous episode she kills miss andy which would only seem to be a thing that would enrage the queen not like hey we got you yeah and there's no sense that she's trying to bait her into a trap like again if there's a trap if there's something like or in a trap that doesn't work that's fine if the trap fucking fails but she has no and then she's mostly like well, I'm going to leave and then mostly just cry and wait for someone to save me, which is so not Cersei. Cersei is like, no, I will personally hunt down the dragon and then manipulate it into eating yeah. Danny. Like yeah, that's yeah. like I will sleep Maybe with the I'm dragon the and I will get pregnant with the dragon Did you ever think and then, about that? yeah yeah I'm the mother she's, fuck what? you It's like Cersei is a fuck you character yeah. and she just didn't have any fuck you in
1: her yeah I, I I was a little bummed by that but I did I love when Cleganebowl starts and she just she just steps around she's just like <laughs> she just sort of skirts, like oh this is not about me cool uh, yeah. I'm out hey, finally I can just I can walk past I, this I'm
0: gonna walk past uh, this I will
1: say uh, Cleganebowl was very satisfying for me yeah I'm gonna uh, yeah did you like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um here's here is what i like about it's it it's beautiful it's beautifully rendered here's what i like it's about really, it yeah okay. um from a specific point of view there is there is a problem for the last couple of years we have not really been reminded how much sander and gregor hate each other because yeah. the mountain turned into zombie mountain and then yeah they haven't They haven't really crossed paths again, and we haven't heard much from the Hound about how much he hates his fucking brother in a while. So there was a lot of like, oh, yeah, right, this. Uh, It could have been a little more meaningful, I think, if we had gotten a couple reminders or if they had faced each other a couple times and not been able to fight uh yeah. like oh that's my my fucking brother i was i was i wanted to kill him and i couldn't because this happened right but even yeah, the battle right. of winterfell like Circe's uh, army wasn't there the hound and the mountain didn't see each other uh so it, that's sort of that, that's the other thing is there are things in this episode once again that are for people that uh, remember and carry this subtext with them and don't care about how we get to the ending we just know that right. we need cligane bowl right we need cligane bowl yeah um but that said as a fight, as a fight scene, and as a, uh, a character motivated fight scene, I just keep thinking about that bit where he just keeps he just keeps stabbing, Gregor in <laughs> yeah. the in the yeah. in the neck, and he just starts cackling, laughing because he realizes, oh, this is never going to end. This is me and you yeah. forever.
0: Right. This is what right. we are yeah.
1: forever. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like
0: the actual individual scene uh, works. Yeah. I think the the orchestration of the fight is good. I think the sort of the madness and futility of it is good. Um, the problem is death it happens.
1: Rules. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking... Oh, sorry,
1: your head hit a rock, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> oh well, your head was softer than that uh, rock. Because I hate Turns Kyber. Turns out heads are very soft. When I say yeah, I hate I, Kyber,
1: yeah. I uh, I don't hate characters usually. Like you can, yeah. uh, a character can be a villain and a character character can be made to be hated uh but i don't yeah. i don't hate characters i hate kyber because out of nowhere in the middle of like season five this weird iago wizard came out and i was yeah. just like what the fuck are you who are, why you? are you making yeah, zombies a- i don't know if i like you um yeah i'm gonna experiment on children yeah okay, i was just like man. okay cool yeah. like i don't get okay. where this character comes from or what why he's here so I kind of hate Kyber in that sense. So watching him. Yeah. So that's satisfying. Yeah, that was yeah. Very satisfying.
0: Watching that watermelon. Um, pop and watching
1: nice. and also watching Sander throw himself into fire. That I love.
0: That's a perfect uh, end for yeah. him. Um, it's a sad fucked up end. But I mean, I don't think Game of Thrones is always about the happy ending. So, yeah. It's yeah. sad and fucked I think up. For but me, it's, it's also just not.
1: It, it's also very triumphant because it was like. For a moment. For a moment <laughs> you're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. He's he's like, fuck fire like <laughs> yeah he's not afraid of fire not, anymore i don't he's care like, we're, all, we're all going in it
0: we're all hugging the fire yeah yet. um so i like that uh, but that
1: does lead yeah. to um that does lead to the Cersei jamie thing
0: yeah yeah but no like to go back to the clean yeah. Kling- balls is i feel like they for an episode that won't spend any time on danny's turn <laughs> it sure spends a lot of time on two dudes beating the piss out of each yep. other And, uh, you know, the zombie brother is no longer a character, so we really don't give too much of a shit about him. And Also, uh, that
1: helmet reveal was not fucking... Not, no. I didn't... That was not it. No. That helmet reveal, like, if you're... they, They just... If they hadn't been shooting... Gregor, for last two years, in this mysterious what's under the helmet sort of way, it would have been (laughs) all right. But they really tried to vader it. And like when when the helmet came off, I was like, oh, that's not good. You ran out of the dollars. yeah, um,
0: and that's where you want to be. Like, I feel like it would have been a much more impactful fight scene if it was quicker. Yes. Uh, just like he sees the helmet come off, and he's like, "This isn't even my brother anymore," and I'm gonna lose this fight and die. And everything he does is quickly thwarted, and then he th- th- chucks him into fire with himself. They they hug each other into to death. Yeah. Uh, and that works. So the the scope of it works. It's just that it goes on so long, and I don't really feel super emotionally invested when I'm in really emotionally invested in everything else going on, and I can't. Get those beats, it's fan service
1: to a very specific subset of fans, yeah. Um, yes, which I think is Clagane Bowl, yeah. Clagane yeah. Bowl, like these are there are people out there that wanted that. Um, yeah, did the majority of the audience really know or care much about that at this point? I don't know, but yeah, it, I don't it, know was, it was a moment that definitely they spent a lot of time on. Uh, so then you get to Cersei and Jamie, yeah. Um, which, like, eh. yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of sweet, and then this is another thing where, like oh deep fans will know that the Valon car and like there's like this weird um the uh, the prophecy, pr- the prophecy where you will yeah. die you will die with the hands of your younger brother around your throat but that never but I don't think it was ever uh, in the show. said in a show yeah. it's
0: in the book the the one that's in the show is there's like three beats and only two beats get discussed in the, the show yeah. so it doesn't even pay off in a
1: I think that's one of those things where where deep fans are going back and and filling in something that maybe wasn't, <laughs> right. you know, because some
0: yeah.
1: fans will do that. Fans will make yeah, something work if it needs to work.
0: Well, this is canon in my yeah. mind. It's like a shared headcanon, that like, too. weird hallucination. I, I do that
1: with the shit I love. I'm like, well, I figure that maybe this happens. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, anyway, like, yeah, this, that moment, uh, very great acting uh, by, by the two of them. Um, yeah. Really kind of wonderful in the moment, but like you're saying, it's kind of,
0: well, and also, we're talking about, like, you know, lo- Clegain Bowl is a thing we want, but God damn it, I really wanted two queens. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, how do we not see a scene between Danny and Cersei? Well, how?
1: Well, this is, this is what's weird is, like, I loved the turn of this season. Like, with all the pacing ep- uh, issues of this season, I love the turn, the idea of, oh, yeah, the Night King isn't the bad guy. Right. Cersei's the bad guy. Cersei's, like pulling back and she's the real big bad because she's been using all of this to her advantage she's gonna be harder to kill than the fucking night king
0: and she so was not that's
1: i like that danny pay that and you're like danny's now
0: the bad guy you're like what what the fuck i bad guy Uh, stop it
1: pay off the Cersei thing because i fucking love Cersei.
0: yeah Cersei is uh you love her and hate her in such equal measure and you really get a good sense of her journey throughout the yeah. show, of how she is and why she is. Um, I wanted a little more time so with her as the big like bad. How these two queens are like the most vicious, iciest queens you've ever, I mean, I really want to see them
1: They're literally the only uh, two people share, left yeah. on Earth that care about this fucking throne.
0: And who have any actual agency over the narrative. Yeah.
1: They're the only two people and yep. so like why i don't know give me a give me another episode with Cersei as the bad guy give me something um yeah 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 uh, i did like you know the inversion the inversion of the knight coming to save the princess is good uh it, it, in its way and i do love some people were very mad about the fact that like jamie's final boss was euron but i loved it because there's like <laughs> there's like a uh, uh,
0: uh
1: a fuck boy mirroring going on between the yeah, two of them. There is. Like yeah. Euron is so, very yeah. season one Jamie and anybody who didn't pick up on that, oh, yeah. like
0: he's like if season one Jamie had a baby with Ramsey. Yeah. Snow.
1: It's it's sort of like uh Spider-Man three is a bad film. But however one of the things that I do love that they tried that a lot of people didn't love is the idea of Venom as a legitimately just evil Peter Parker, as opposed to like yeah. a, co- a totally different dude? He's a mirror. Version. Yeah, he's this yeah. mirror. He's this mirror universe. He's a goatee Peter Parker, right? And I love <laughs> right, Euron exactly. Greyjoy as like, hey, what's up? It's me, your fucking fuckboy past. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. and he, they don't, and they do nothing
0: to establish character. He is just the sort of like it's like a. Uh, if you have ever seen uh, Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, the paper jam dipper, where it's like just a reiterated version of the one character until he's completely yeah, busted yeah, yeah. up. Um, he's basically like a, a paper jam dipper version of all of the sadistic shitty men. He had he isn't a character arc. I said this. He's not even a character arc. He's just a hole in the yeah. ground. You just want to see filled with his body. That's it. That's all he is. So to see him die uh, cackling and bloody is great. However, it does again speak to the sort of. Uh, over eagerness for the show to embrace its narrative economy and throw logic because like they just show up on the same narrow alcove outside of the city together at the same time what's up man it's like da! i too am in the secret cave yeah neither of them try to find each other they just like like bump into each other in this fucking subway like yeah okay yeah cool uh
1: so so yeah i mean there's this thing that I always say about um, about DC Comics. I'm a huge DC Comics fan. I'm a fan of Detective sure. Comics comics. And um, yeah. I always say, particularly with Superman, who is my favorite character, uh, yeah. I always like where we are and I always hate how we got there. Sure. That's sort of one of my things is I feel like DC has this thing where it's like, well, in six months we want Superman to be here as a character. Yeah. Well, how do we get there? Yep. I don't know. Get there um <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know space clones one of them is yeah. ma- one whatever. of them's a magic elf sure whatever <laughs> whatever don't care. get him there so like <laughs> stop asking me questions i sort of feel that way about game of thrones this season and this episode in particular where yeah. it's like i like where we are i like euron Greyjoy as the mirror image of jamie lannister i wish we had been i wish that <laughs> had been telegraphed or shown a little bit i like daenerys the villain i've been waiting for daenerys the villain i wish i had been given daenerys the villain
0: well and there's so many seeds that they plant that just never bear any not even just don't bear fruit they don't even bear the tree to bear fruit (laughs) like we get the sense that there's some brewing conflict between euron and cersei about this baby and once he finds out and then you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, fuck it. I don't know,
1: and <laughs> yeah. even when she dies. He never
0: finds out and it doesn't when matter. when she dies, she's
1: like, my baby, my baby. And then she stops and she goes, I don't want to die. And you're like, is she admitting that she's not pregnant? What is happening yeah. here? Yeah, is she? Yeah,
0: there's no, it's just like, you know, the the Danny Cersei mix never happens. There's no Tyrion Cersei thing. There's no Arya Cersei, like none of the stuff, they're like, all of this could happen. And you're like, what's really going to happen is a building is just going to fall on them during a 30 minute grimdark, P- porn fest yeah. of death
1: yeah and I will say you know cool. the, the, Missa- cool. the Missandei death is like I understand it affecting Grey Worm the way it affected Grey Worm but like
0: yeah but again women dying to affect men yeah
1: but also mm. but with but uh, Missandei Danny is really affected by it I don't know like they're not it's not like it's not like I thought of Masande and Danny as Thelma and Louise or some shit. You know no, what I mean? No,
0: no. Like, they were closer earlier. Yeah. They haven't had many scenes together in the last couple of There hasn't seasons, been a lot of that. It's so... been a lot of
1: Masande and Grey Worm. Um, so...
0: That's actually, you know, you're it's sort of like saying that is coalescing for me a point that they're, I think part of my problem with all of this is that they're failing to pay off a lot of the stuff they've kind of implicitly promised to pay off and then paying off shit that I don't know that needed ever to be paid off. Yeah. Like stuff that. Like the Missandei, like she cares so much about it. She's going to burn a city, but we didn't know that. The game Bowl is 15 minutes of the show. Also, Do we care at this moment in time?
1: Also, can we talk about how, what good friends they must have been if the only thing of Missandei's she has to give Grey Worm is her fucking collar? Like, oh, oh hey, yeah. here's her slave collar. It was the only thing she yeah. owned. Yo. She was a pal. Yeah. Yo, And Ooh. if that scene is supposed to be played as like, I'm crazy now, <laughs> which it could have mm. been. They could have played yeah. that scene as, I'm I'm crazy, and I'm a queen, and I yeah. don't understand people anymore. But right. they didn't play it that way. They played it as a legitimate, like, here's a gift no, he doesn't, to you. Yeah, he
0: doesn't look at her and be like, that's fucked up. No,
1: he just goes, fuck collars, am I right? Hell yeah. And they practically high-five. <laughs> like, there's no...
0: <laughs> what Over what is
1: everybody's motivation yeah. here?
0: <laughs> what is everybody doing? Um, God, God damn it.
1: <laughs> now, that being said... Uh, yeah. like I said, I, there was a lot of stuff I loved about the episode. Like you said, a lot of the action scenes clicked for me. Um, yeah. the Arya stuff at the end clicked for me hardcore. Does a white horse showing up? Is that a little on the nose for me? I don't know. I kind of liked it. I don't care. Yeah, I
0: like it. I don't, I don't give care a about shit. That. I, it's a fantasy show. I don't need it all to be like fucking I don't get
1: Shadowfax fucking gritty, shows really. up to take our hero. That's great. Fine. 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 Fuck it. Out of all the things that happened, I like a white horse showing up for our hero. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because also it could also be the pale horse of death.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Also works. Um. It could yeah. also
1: be Brandon's fucking or Brandon fucking Stark doing something. It could be he's
0: warging, it could out. Be warging, warging out. out as the horse.
1: Where has he been? That's another thing. And I feel like we're wrapping up, but also I just need to vent about this during the Battle of what Winterfell is this? Yeah. when Bran goes, yeah. "Hey, peace out. I'll catch you later." And his eyes roll <laughs> yeah. back and he's gone and he's for birds. forty-five minutes. He's
0: some birds for
1: no he reason. He was some birds. And we think he's going to check out what's going on and report back, but he never nope. does. Where was he? What was he doing? Yeah. What is the Night King's obsession with Brandon Stark? Why don't we get anything like this? Is that yeah, uh, we is we that next have episode? No Do we get the Brandon story next episode? I don't
0: know. They're going to have to put some shit in that next episode, right? Is it three for, and a half hours? God damn it. <laughs>
1: What is going on in Game of Thrones? What is happening?
0: It's all on fire, <laughs> literally and metaphorically. Um,
1: but yeah, no, that I there are bits of it that I really loved. There are bits of it that I did not that I did not love. I do feel like it is, um, it is very rushed. But they are also, like we were saying, yeah. they're not using their time. I think as effectively as we would like. Correct. In Narratively,
0: they're just not. Um... You know, I, I talk a lot about that whole, like, Chekhov's gun thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Chekhov's gun is never about a gun. It's always about, like, the things you introduce will always come back to either haunt another character or to haunt the character who bring them up. Or It's all—it's oh, an echo. This is echo in a cave we put when we're telling right. the story. If you set it up, pay a it A great off. story... Yeah, it's like a great story keeps bringing those echoes right back. It doesn't just... Like, you don't just say a thing and then it falls uh, deaf into the dark. And so I feel like this is not doing that anymore. Like it's been so good for so long about having all of these threads and then tying them off in interesting ways and promising these little things and sometimes paying them off. And then suddenly in this last season, we've just been seeing a lot of, well, fuck it's it. A, it's just a lot of wealth. It's fuck a lot it. of
1: action beats in a show where, yeah. in a show where like we would earn one action beat or two action beats every season. Every season. And so we would really yeah. love those action beats. And I think somewhere along the way, they felt like we were just waiting for a lot more action beats. Um, yeah. and we're not
0: and we weren't I don't think we weren't that's not why we're yeah. here That's really not why we're here we're here for the characters and we really want as much time and it's why I urge storytellers to never skip those kind of small intimate scenes with characters because that's when you're really learning stuff it's not just about like well then they do a thing you're like no but I want to I want to hear what they're saying I want to know what they're thinking I want to it's why prose is great because so you can sort of get into their head a little bit and and, and depict that journey a little more cleanly
1: yeah. um, or you can just time jump just take time time your deadline. Five you know years, what I'm 5 years later.
0: <laughs> fuck your deadlines.
1: Um So yeah, that's that's what we thought and keep in mind that's we're it. not haters. We we like Game no. of Thrones.
0: I think at the end it'll still be a great. It's not ruining the no. show. I didn't sign any petitions to have it remade. Once again, Come I'll on. St-
1: I'll st- I'll end this the way I started it off. I don't I don't feel I don't feel as angry about this as or anger. I don't really feel angry. I No, a I, lot I, of the as internet I said, I'm not angry. mad,
0: I'm disappointed. Yeah. yeah. I'm like a parent at a kid. Like I you could have gotten an A and you you got a C. Yeah, plus. I'm
1: still having fun, but uh, I wish I had had yeah. a, a little bit more fun. That's all. Yeah. Uh, what did y'all think of it? You can let us know. We're on Twitter. It's a terrible place. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. at @acarboni there.
0: I am at Chuck. Wendy. You can
1: also uh, email us if you so choose uh, grandmaster at Ragnatalk.com is the email for that. Um, and, uh, you know, I know we said this was going to be a Twilight Zone show when we came back. It's not a Twilight Zone show. Uh, this is a Game nope. of Thrones that, show and it always has been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll be. Where have you been? Yeah. People pay Jesus. attention. Uh, when yeah. will our next episode be and what will it be about? How dare you? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong How with it? That's dare a you. That's private.
0: We're going. That's very private. we're
1: going based on an outline that was handed to us and so we yeah. know and don't you worry.
0: Yeah, George R. Martin hands us our notes. <laughs> We've got it. We've got it under control.
1: Uh if you have any suggestions for things that we should watch, read, listen to, uh, experience next, please do send them our way and uh we'll see you yeah. next time, maybe like in a week. I'll see.
0: You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to see John Wick three after yeah, this. yeah me too, like, buddy. In an hour, yeah, let's do it. I'll mentally we'll be connected. John Wick
1: three. Maybe that's next week. Yeah, we haven't done JW3. two three.
0: All right, no, I know we could just we could skip it. Two two could be packed into three because they really are kind of connected. Oh, you know, but one, I haven't seen three yet. Way.
1: I don't want to. I don't want to commit to that.
0: Well, that's true. I haven't either. My assumption is it picks right the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. After two, all right, maybe yeah. it'll be John
1: Wick. We don't know. Maybe that that makes
0: the Continental is back. We'll, we'll figure it out could and be. we'll uh, we'll let you all know.
1: Until then. I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy.
0: In the lightning they come
1: uh, To take on everyone And you know It's the Game of Fucking Throws Fucking Game of Thrones Fucking Game of Thrones
0: Fucking Game of Thrones